Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago Ferreira. I'm an indie maker, bootstrapper, wannabe entrepreneur, everything. And I'm here to narrate my journey and to help you to take your ideas into businesses. And uh, in today's episode, I will touch a lot of different topics, starting with the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. The fact that I've been realizing that as entrepreneurs, we are kind of outsiders in this society and uh, we live a kind of different life with different perspectives than people that actually work for others. So this is something that I've been realizing and I want to share a little bit about that. Besides that, I want to speak about being a community administrator and running a community, how hard it can be sometimes to really explain what job we do and how we make money and why people want to pay for it. So I'll kind of share a little bit more of that. I reached the milestone of 300 MRR, which is great. I will speak a little bit about that. And I reached the milestone of 1000 Twitter followers, which is really, really a nice round milestone that I will also be talking about. And after that, I'll be speaking about Product Hunt. Yes, tomorrow I'll be launching the WB space on product hunt. I'll tell you about what I'm preparing and how you can help everything in today's episode. And last but not least, I will end with some tips and tricks for entrepreneurs and I'll give you some tips around Twitter. So I have a packed episode for you, a lot of interesting topics, and I hope you really enjoy it. So yeah, let's get started with today's episode. As entrepreneurs, we are kind of society outsiders. We don't really fit to the norm. And I've always felt that a little bit while growing up. I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, but I knew that I had many interests, but I couldn't really place the interest into a specific uh, area or topic or profession. I like multiple things. And a lot of people would call it hobbies. They would say, okay, Tiago, you have one main thing, which is being an engineer or a software engineer. Then you have other hobbies like music and marketing and everything else. But I always knew that I, I would liked all of them kind of the same. Obviously, I like more coding than, than marketing. But I wanted to be involved in all of those areas. And in the companies I work for, that was not so much appreciated or at least motivated. They want you to do what you are good at. In my case, was software developing. So I felt really frustrated. I felt that uh, there was a part of me that uh, was not pursuing the full potential. And when I quit my job, I don't want to lie to you. It was not easy for me, specifically the part of kind of leaving the cushion of being part of a bigger organization, right? When you work for someone else, you have a lot of benefits. You have the benefit of assurance, right? Like when you get fired, you get this unemployment money, which was so good for me as well. Besides that, everything is kind of organized for you, right? You, you have your colleagues there, you have kind of your social life and now more than ever with these tech companies that basically give you everything, sports, social life, people even find their life partners there. And uh, kind of living outside of that, it feels that you are really, really missing out. 
And um, also, if I think about most of my conversations back then were around Trivago, for instance, the company I worked for. A lot of my friends, every time we would go out, that's what we would speak about. Sometimes I would really get annoyed. Like, hey, can we speak about something else? But we couldn't. That was all. And when I first left my job and decided to go full-time entrepreneur, it was not easy at first. I felt that I kind of lost my ground, that, uh, I don't know, something was missing. But then I got used to it and I, and I got to love it. But now, when I meet with my friends that are no entrepreneurs, I feel that uh, we are somehow disconnected because they keep on speaking about their companies and... Uh, their worries are kind of different than my worries and, and their wins and their challenges are different than, than mine. And this is something that you need to get used to. And it's also something that I really, really enjoy about being an entrepreneur is seeing life in a different perspective. When you work for others, part of your life is dedicated to your boss, to that company, right? So if you think about it, five days of your week are for work. And yeah, I know that you are supposedly only going to work eight hours, but normally you work more because think about it. It might take you 30 minutes to reach your office if you're not doing remote, right? And another 30 minutes to come back. So one more hour there. Plus, it always stays in your mind, right? Like is in most of jobs nowadays, when the bell rings and you stop working, you really don't stop working, right? Because it's everything in your mind, right? If you're coding, you're taking your code with you, when you're sharing, when you are with your friends, these challenges just don't simply go away. They're always there. So these eight hours of work are normally expand to the full day. And it takes you really some, sometimes days even, to completely forget about everything. And I think we all already experienced this phenomenon. When we go on holidays, the first two, three days, we are still in kind of work mode, workation mode, right? And then after these three days, we finally can relax and forget about everything. And it, it feels so, so good. But yeah, we are still kind of bounded by the rules of our employee. We have a certain way of conducting ourselves. And we know that we have to do these certain things to get a paycheck. And we know that we cannot skip or that we have to be aware of, of the kind of, I don't know, clothes we use. And of course, there's all the politics around companies, especially big companies. This is something that really, really annoyed me. Now, I try to see lives in, in a different way. And don't get me wrong, I still have to work a lot. I really work much more than before. And sometimes I look back and I envy those days where I could just relax and go on holiday. And knowing that I have my paycheck assured, that, that's something really, really important. But, in the other hand, I'm working for myself. And this is amazing, because I know that every hour I'm putting, I'm putting for me. I'm not giving money to a bigger corporation. I, I'm giving money to me, to the things that I really believe in. And besides, I know that I'm building up to something. I'm building up to a lifestyle where maybe I don't have to work as much, or I can make money while I'm sleeping. This gives me an extra motivation. And also kind of makes me realize that this idea of, okay, summer is for holiday and Christmas is for holiday and, I don't know, January is for work, these kind of schedules, you know, year schedules or, or even weekly schedule where we have the weekend to rest and the week to work, this is something that was created by society. This is something that was created 
by these companies. But as an entrepreneur, you create your own schedule. So your life completely changes. Suddenly, you, you can take a Wednesday or a Tuesday to support your family or to go sailing or to do whatever you want. And sometimes you might even work on a Sunday because you have nothing else to do and you want to work. You you also appreciate it and you love it. And so this kind of changes a lot your perspective in life. And, and it's funny because sometimes people just don't get it. When I speak with my partner or with my friends, people that are non-entrepreneurs, it's hard for them to get it. And it's hard for us to be in the same page sometimes, right? We need to start bonding in uh, other topics that are not uh, job-related. And this used to be also a big part of my life, but now it's not anymore. And even inside the entrepreneurship, there are different kinds of entrepreneurs. There are the most known entrepreneurs, which are the startup founders, the ones that go through the VC routes, your Facebooks, your Teslas, everything. And then you have us, the indie makers, the bootstrappers. And this is really, really different. And if you are an indie maker, you probably notice this as well. When you start speaking about your challenges, about MRR, about Twitter, about this kind of passive income, people just do not get it because they ask you, okay, give me your pitch or how much money do you need? And uh, did you go to this accelerator maybe? So it's a completely different spectrum. And even this weekend, I I met a journalist that uh, writes about entrepreneurs and uh, I, when I asked her about uh, Peter Levels and kind of our indie maker heroes, she didn't know them. But she knew all of the startup founders, for instance, in Portugal. It's, it's a different spectrum. It's, it's a different area. And we have different challenges and different things that we want to achieve. For instance, for us indie makers, we don't care on making millions and millions because all the money we make mostly goes for us. So we are happy with uh, maybe a 5k MRR is already amazing. 10k is absurd, already kind of guarantees our lifestyle and everything. And we can even invest in doing all of this because most of that money goes for us. We're not thinking on scaling beyond the universe and getting super big and having thousands and thousands of employees. No, we want to change the world in our own way. We want to stay in our own constraints. That, That makes us comfortable, that makes us happy. So that's what I've also been kind of realizing, that we need this community. That's why we need the WBE space. We need these communities because even inside the entrepreneurs, we are a rare species. And now, even harder than this is to explain my job to people, to explain that I'm a community manager, that I, that I run a community. This is so hard, even for myself, to kind of perceive that when I try to explain this to people, there's no like one sentence that I can just say and people understand. People just don't get it. Like, what is this online community? Why are people paying for it? Like, makes no sense. And uh, even, again, back to this journalist, I was trying to explain and I I felt that I I just did a poor job because what is really the value that uh, I'm bringing to this community? And I was thinking about this, and one of the questions that a friend of mine asked me is like, what is preventing your members to just create their own Slack channel and leave a free Slack channel? And there are two things here in my perspective that prevents that. First of all is that the community is still kind of young, and it's somehow everyone knows me, right? 
So for one person to go rogue and convince everyone to follow them, they would somehow kind of be betraying me. And this is not easy to convince everyone to kind of betray the, the person that created the community, right? But of course, this could happen. So another thing that is preventing people from just creating another Slack is that actually managing a community is a lot, a lot of work. It might not seem like it, because I do a lot of different tasks, but it is a lot of work. So, for instance, I'm building a lot of tools to help people bond and to help people build their products, right? We have the virtual office, we have the stats now, we have the gamification, we have the events. All of this is a lot, a lot of work. And even getting people every day, because as a member of the community, you can just use it, right? You can just use these tools and, and meet the other people, the new people, use the random coffees. But in order to keep this go going, you need to have someone taking care of that. And uh, that's my role. So even if you just start a new Slack channel, you most likely won't start a new WB space because that also requires a lot of work and people pay for others to do this work. And that's why people pay me, so that I can maintain this community. So that uh, now when you go to the W space, there's... Uh, 55 members, there's events, everything, and you just have to use it and get the benefit from it. And uh, it seems more and more that this business is becoming something real. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So it took me five months, five months to reach my first $100. Then it took me one month to reach my second $100, so $200 MRR. And then it took me 15 days to reach 300. And now we are already about uh, in 350. And it's it's been a week. So if we still are able to manage the 400 before Wednesday, it's, it's kind of exponential so far. I know it, it won't continue going like this, but it seems more and more that even people around me start to believe that this can actually be a business. People that at first didn't believe it, they thought, no, this is not possible. Now they kind of think that maybe there's something. They might not fully understand it, but yeah, maybe there's something. And I've been learning also the impact of the snowball effect. Hear me out. So a lot of people kept telling me in the past, and I think I shared that with you as well, that keep pushing and eventually you'll have a huge jump that uh, it seems that you're doing nothing, it seems there's no growth, but suddenly from one day to the other, there'll be a huge jump in new users, paying customers, and etc. And I didn't fully understand this because it didn't make sense for me that if I'm doing something and nothing is changing, why would it change from one day to the other? And I still kind of believe in that. I, You cannot just keep doing the same thing without seeing any growth and expecting that tomorrow there'll be more growth. No, this is not how it works. You need to see consistent growth. But it does not to be always exponential growth. You just need to see that something is happening, something is moving. So one advice that I give to everyone is that you need to keep on working, but if you, by monitoring your metrics, you don't see anything changing in like two weeks or so, you need to change something. You need to understand what you can improve because growth, even if it's slightly, it's really, really important. And then let's take, for instance, the example of the community. People that really, really enjoy the community, members, they 
speak about it. They go on Twitter, they interact with each other, they tag me on Twitter. So there's a lot of word of mouth. In the beginning, this word of mouth is not very, very impactful because there's not a lot of people and most of the people are beginners or kind of small indie hackers. So they don't have a big audience. So their impact is more restricted. But the moment I get more and more members, this restricted impact starts getting larger and larger and larger. And now with uh, 55 members, the impact it has, it's much, much more than when I only have 25. And when I have maybe 100 and 200, it will be even more. So what I notice is that I get more people coming to the community just from this word of mouth. There's more social validation, right? Because when you hear about a community and there's 20 people there or 10 people there, the likelihood of you joining is, is lower because you don't trust it. But when there's 50 people there and most of them you already know, you already follow on Twitter, you kind of start feeling the FOMO, right? And you as a business owner, you want to create this FOMO because this is what will make people join the community without thinking too much. And uh, even, and this is really interesting, there's people that I've pitched the community to months ago and they didn't want to join, but now they are joining because... I kind of planted the seeds back then. And then with this validation coming from the other members, they decided to take the leap. This is really, really important because sometimes we feel that our marketing is not working, that our growth is just slightly growing, but uh, it doesn't seem really impactful. It doesn't seem that we'll reach the end of profitability soon. But all of this is working. You are planting seeds in the mind of your potential clients. And maybe from one day to the other, everyone will decide to join. Maybe it's one feature. Maybe it's one big member that joins the community and, and tweets about it. So this is something that is connected with a snowball effect. And this is something that I'm starting to learn now in this part of the journey. And I, I have to be honest, two months ago, I didn't believe in this. I, I thought that this snowball effect didn't exist. But now I start to understand the mechanics of it. It's it's about the social validation, it's about having more people speaking about it, and it's about convincing your potential customers in a much easier way. Some of them already have the seed in their mind, and then suddenly they just, all of them at the same time decide to join, and then the snowball just continues to grow. So yeah, I'm celebrating reaching 300 MRR, I'm now at the 350, but last week I reached 300. Super cool, again, if you are on Twitter, you should and you must share your wins. It's, it's really, really helpful. Every time I share something that I'm able to achieve, I get a huge, huge engagement. I get even more people following my journey. This is great. I mean, this on Reddit, I don't think it will work. But on Twitter, people really, really appreciate and celebrate with you your win. So if you have a milestone that you have achieved, even if it's a small one, make sure to celebrate it on Twitter, tweet about it, because this will definitely get a lot of engagement. Another huge milestone I reached last week is the 1,000 followers. Yes, 1,000 followers on Twitter. Amazing. Again, I tweeted about it, got a lot of traction. I think almost kind of 100 likes or something. And because of that, got more, more followers. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Of course, then 900 and 1,000 is not a big difference, but... It's always good, a thousand. And uh, speaking of which, I have one member that I must give a shout out to. As you remember, every time I reach 
uh, a number like 999 or 777, I ask people to take a screenshot of it. It's always fun and people always kind of engage with that. So this time, the member that gave me the screenshot is Rodrigo Rocco and this Twitter handle is RRMDP. So Rodrigo is an indie hacking and building in public a job search board. So thank you, Rodrigo, for the screenshot. And here's your shout out. Besides that, I've been uh, mostly focusing on the community. As you know, I don't know if I already told you that I've been kind of building a stats page. So a page where you can easily check all the engagement and stats of the community. You can just go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com open. And uh, we have everything there. We have the channels that are most used, the members that have the most messages. And we even have now a map showing the time zones of each member. We have people from all over the world. But now you can easily see who is kind of sharing a time zone with you. And it's easier for you to set up uh, some meetings and uh, even to chat with them. So we have that now. Super cool. Besides that, I'm now working on our first workshop, WB workshop. So this is an actual paid workshop. And the idea is that a lot of us indie makers, we are terrible at design. It's true, I know. And sometimes I have this feeling that just knowing the basics, you know, the basics of design will just already improve a lot, just how to construct a thumbnail or header. So Jean Maro, my friend that is a designer with more than 10 years of experience, agreed to make a workshop. And the idea of this workshop is for him to give us some basics on design and to take some of our own designs, some of our own headers or digital products and tell us how to fix it. So I shared this idea with the peeps and they said that they would, some of them, they would uh, like to participate on it and we will do a pay what you think is worth model. I'm not getting any money. I'm just the organizer of the event. All the money goes to Jean, the designer and the teacher. And they decided to use this model. So whatever people want to contribute in the end, they can. And I think this is a great training also for our indie makers. Again, the mission of the community is to help makers to turn their ideas into a business. And for that, we also need to provide this kind of tools and knowledge. So that's what I've been focusing on. And tomorrow, and this is really, really important. So pay really close attention. Tomorrow, I will launch the WB space on Product Hunt. Yes, I know that I've launched it before, but to be honest, I don't even count that as a launch because I didn't know anything. It's, it's really easy for you to just create a post on Product Hunt and release, but then that's almost like nothing because no one will see it. But if you really properly prepare it with a great audience and a great launch, I think it will be very much different. So that's what I'm trying to do tomorrow the proper official product hunt launch of the WB space, now with 1,000 followers on Twitter, now with a community of more than 55 members, now with a proper preparation, because I took one week to prepare this launch, and uh, I created thumbnails, I already created the, the page, the product hunt page, and uh, everything will be out tomorrow. It will start at 8 a.m. my time, so I really have to wake up early and I'll be there. And I will do a kind of an event out of it. I call it the WBE launch party. I invited a bunch of people. I actually created an event on Eventbrite. And I will have one in the office room open all day. I invited already some of the members. They can just come and ask questions or just 
chat about entrepreneurship, indie making, and we get to meet other indie makers from outside the community. And uh, besides that, I will ask a lot of people to give me upvotes and my goal will, of course, to reach the featured page. That's my main goal. I've never was able to reach that. And uh, that's, yeah, that's what I'll try to do. I don't know. I don't have any expectations. Well, I kind of hope to for my launch to be better and more successful than the previous ones because now I have an audience. So let's see if we can do this. And tomorrow, you, my dear listener, I really, really need you. This is the only thing I will ask from you today to give me an upvote on uh, Brother Hunt. The link will be in the description. And uh, from tomorrow at 7 UTC... So whatever, tomorrow you wake up and you can go there and give me an upvote and a comment. A comment is really important to kind of increase the engagement and you will be part of our launch, the WB launch. Of course, you can also join the launch party. I will add the link ev everywhere so you can join. But uh, then I will in the next week give you the results. But please, 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 it would be really, really important if you just go to the show notes of this episode and click and you'll see the link of the product hunt and tomorrow if you're listening to this on Tuesday. But if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's today. So just go and uh, click on upvote and that's it. That's everything you need to know. Of course, if you want to do a little bit more, giving a comment is really important. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited about this launch. I don't know. I told you before that my expectations were not up, but I think they are. <laughs> I really hope to get a few new people joining and and to create a lot of buzz around the WB space. I always get my hopes up. And uh, sometimes I get really, really sad. But at least I'm putting everything I can to this launch. Tomorrow I'll wake up early. I'll be here all day pushing this launch. And let's see if we get the featured page. So make sure to tune in. And uh, yeah, that's it for my project updates. Um, I, I kind of spoke a little bit about lifestyle of the entrepreneur in the beginning. So I already covered these two topics. Now let's give some tips and tricks for entrepreneurs. And I have uh, tips around Twitter. I don't have a lot of things for you today. I already kind of spoke about the snowball effect, which is really, really important. But now I just want to give you some tips on Twitter. And, and there's one thing that I've been noticing or, or rather, two things that I've been noticing. I don't have any real proof, but from my own experience, they seem to really work. First of all, tweets on weekends have better engagement. And I know sometimes we see the opposite, and for most of our products, we actually see it going down during weekends. But maybe it's because in indie hackers, there's more people working on weekends. I don't know, but... All my tweets tend to perform much, much better on weekends than during the week. So make sure, you can just try it, see if it works. Make sure to plan ahead two great tweets for Saturday and Sunday. Some tweets that you know that they will work. Maybe a nice meme or maybe a celebration, something like that. Make sure to schedule them ahead and to plan them for Saturday and Sunday, and let me know afterwards, send me a DM and let me know if they performed better than usual. Another thing that I've been kind of figuring out on Twitter is that sometimes there are certain tweets that you tweet and they seem to go unnoticed. Even if you have like me a thousand followers, now I just keep on saying if you have a thousand followers, like it's a lot. Anyways, even if you have a lot of followers or some followers, Sometimes you get a lot of engagement, sometimes you just get zero. And some of my tweets get like one like or so. 
And what I notice is that if I, after like one, two, three hours, I see that there's no engagement at all. I just reply to my own tweet. I just add some extra information. Like uh, sometimes I just share... Uh, well, I can give you an example, actually. I just tweeted about Zimbra, uh, a place here in Lisbon, or here in Portugal, rather. And um, I tagged Peter Levels, because I think he's living in Portugal now, and I told him, like, have you ever visited Zimbra? Because it's so beautiful. And no one answered, he didn't answer, and for three hours, I got one like. Then I went back and I replied to my own tweet, asking, is Zimbra better than Said? I know that Said is the other place that Peter Levels really like. And suddenly, I started having more likes and Peter Levels actually answers me. So, by sometimes commenting in your own tweets, it seems that gives you an extra boost to that tweet. And this already happened to me a couple of times, so that's why I'm telling you. Maybe this is just some kind of uh, coincidence, maybe it's not true, but at least you can try it out. If you have some tweet that is not working very well, just go and comment on your own tweet and see if this will change anything. And that's it. Those are my short and sweet tips and tricks for you. And we are reaching the end of another wannabe entrepreneur. This coming Thursday, there will be another interview. And I won't ask you to do anything besides product hunt, putting an upvote. I already spoke about it. And if you have questions or you want to speak with me, make sure to send me a DM on Twitter. The link will be in the show notes of today's episode. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Get ready for the launch of the year. Product Hunt WB Space. I should make a video actually. Yeah, I'll do that.